What's up, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just really right now, wherever you're listening to, this is the first edition of the In The Zone With Me True True Podcast. Right now, I'm going to be sitting here with you guys, talking to you guys about, about sports, things I do every single day. Now, I'll start off right now. This episode will be my NFL mid-season pick. It's about mid-season, maybe. Maybe not on the dot, but come on. Let's give our mid-season picks for all the NFL awards. Right now, start off with MVP. MVP right now, in my opinion, has to be Josh Allen. I feel like the only guy, only two people that can really, really rival Josh Allen right now is Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, I believe, if you look at Josh Allen's resume, it's just a little bit better than Jalen Hurts. Now, Josh Allen does have one loss to the Miami Dolphins, right? And Jalen Hurts is undefeated and putting up amazing numbers while doing so. I think Jalen Hurts is an all-pro type of quarterback right now. He's playing that, that good. But I do believe Josh Allen, because he beat the Chiefs, because he beat the Ravens, right, because he dominated against the Packers, because he dominated against the Rams, the team that just won the Super Bowl, I believe right now, I think I would put him ahead of Jalen Hurts. And like I said, Patrick Mahomes, he beat you, man. He really, he just beat Patrick Mahomes. Well, he didn't just beat him, but he did beat Patrick Mahomes. So I have to put him above Patrick Mahomes right now. But if I was doing an order, I think it would be number one, Josh Allen, number two, Jalen Hurts, because I have to respect the 7-0 record. It's so hard to be undefeated in this league. And not only are they just undefeated, the Philadelphia Eagles offense looks dominant. Dominant. And he's not missing the throws that he once was missing. He's not doing that anymore. Right? And number three, give me Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has been amazing without Tyreek Hill. He's been amazing and playing so well. Um, but we, we, knew, we knew this already. Now, the question is, can he catch up to the Jalen Hurts? <coughs> Excuse me. Can he catch up with the Jalen Hurts with the Josh Islands? I think he can. We're going to, I believe this will be an extremely, extremely good MVP race. Now, who will be my sleeper? I feel like right now my sleeper will probably be Saquon Barkley. Um, look what the Giants are doing right now. Nobody thought they would be this good. And right now it's because of the, the legs of Saquon Barkley. He's running them to the playoffs right now. If it wasn't for him, they would not be here at all. I believe they'll probably have to be a one or two win team if you don't have Saquon Barkley. He makes some of these, like, the run that he shouldn't get. He should get, like, two to three yards. He gets, like, 15. He gets 30. He's that good. He's that good, and I believe he right now is my sleeper pick or is someone who I really, really, really want to show some recognition to. Now, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year isn't going to be as easy because I believe this is more of a skill player award, right? Now, number one on my list has to be Tyreek Hill, not only because he's, by, he's on pace for 2,000 receiving yards. Oh, my God. 2,000. He's close to having a 1,000 receiving yards, and, and we're not even in Week 10 yet. He's that good. He's making Tua look great. He He's helped Tua's development so, so, so much. He has. He really just has. Now, at number two, this is this is, this is where it gets pretty iffy. You have the Derrick Henrys of the world, the Nick Chubbs of the world, Saquon Barkley of the world. But at number two, I did put Derrick Henry. He's coming off of a 200-yard rushing game with two touchdowns. The Titans' passing offense is garbage. It's horrible right now. And the reason they are one of the best teams in the AFC record-wise is because of the legs of Derrick Henry. He's been that good. He really, really has. And then number three, 
I'm gonna go with Saquon Barkley. The reason I did Saquon Barkley over Nick Chubb is because of, like I said, the sheer impact Saquon has on this Giants team. The reason they are where they are right now, I believe, is mainly because of Saquon Barkley's legs. But Nick Chubb, you are just so so close to being in my top three. You really, really are. Now, defense, defensive player of the year. I feel like right now this has to be the the hardest award, right? In the beginning, in the beginning of the season, I predicted. Michael Parsons winning defense player of the year. And because he had done nothing to lose that award so far, he's been dominant. He's been really, really dominant. I'm going to give him my number one slot, Michael Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys, leading possibly the best defense in the league. He's been that good. His his sheer just presence on the defensive line helps the Marcus Lawrence's of the world, the Doris Armstrong of the world, helps them guys get their sacks, get their production, because so much attention is, is just toward Michael Parsons. And he's still... Does what he has to do. He still does what he has to do. Now, number two, I believe I'm gonna go with a nice little someone who isn't getting that much recognition. I'm gonna go with Hassan Reddick. I watch every single Eagles game, and he's been amazing. He's been dominant on the edge. Big play after big play after big play. Sack after sack, getting the strip sacks, and not only that, I believe he's one of the linebackers that just like Michael Parsons. Excuse me, can blitz obviously, right? Can also draw back into coverage, and that's so so valuable in my opinion for a linebacker. He can help you be a three four or a four three because of that versatility, that versatility that he has. Now, number three, I know is you have the Nick Bosa of the world, you have the um Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett of the world, but me personally, he's gonna be a little bit biased. I'm gonna go Patrick Sertan out of Denver Broncos cornerback. I believe he's been playing like the best corner in the league. He's been dominant, shutting down some of the best receivers in the league. I know, and I know it's probably very, very, very biased of me, but hey, it's my list. I'm putting him at number three. Now, offensive rookie of the year, right now, number one. I hope it's Kenneth Walker. I think he's been. I think Kenneth Walker right now can easily has a case of being a top five back right now. When given the starting role, I seen the man go for a buck sixty and two tutties. A buck sixty and two tutties. He's been and it's the way he does it with the sheer power, the burst, just the speed he has, like the violence. Like it's it's just been amazing to see. And number two, I'm gonna go Damian Pierce, workhorse back on a bad team, but he's he's putting up the numbers right now. He's been really really good. He's already one of the hardest backs to tackle in the league. Damian Pierce at number two. Now, at number three, I'm going to go Chris Olave. I did not expect him to be this good. Without a, an elite quarterback, he's doing with Andy Dalton, right? So I'm like, Chris Olave, you're cooking. You know, he's all, I, In my opinion, he's one of the best route runners, like polished route runners out of all the young guys. I think I've seen him, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, but out of the young guys, I believe Chris Olave is up there right now. He's been that good. Now, let's talk about the defense rookie of the year. My opinion, number one is clear-cut Sauce Gardner. He's been a shutdown corner. He's been one of the best cornerbacks in the league as a rookie. They asked him to go against some of the best receivers in the league week in and week out when he's doing that. He's doing it at a high, high level. So I love to see that from Sauce Gardner. Now, number two, I'm going to go Tariq Woolen out of um, – he went to UTSA, but right now he's on the Seahawks. He's been amazing. He's been a long corner. We knew it was fast, but the question was, can he move his hips quickly? Can he, can he break on balls quickly? He can. He answered all the questions. He's been that good. He's making turnover after turnover after turnover, making big plays in big moments, and we just love to see that. 
And number three, I'm going to go Trayvon Walker. He's been a, a force. Like I said, I love these outside linebackers who can be a 4-3 defensive end, a 3-4 outside linebacker who can drop back into coverage. And even in some cases, Trayvon Walker is so good, he can be a 3-4 defensive end. I love guys who are versatile, so maybe it's my bias, but like I said, Trayvon Walker at number three. Now, comeback player of the year, I don't, I don't need a list. Number one, Saquon Barkley. Number two, Saquon Barkley. Number three, Saquon Barkley. He's been that good. He just he literally has been that good. Like I, I've talked about him all throughout this this podcast episode. He's been that good. He he just has. Now, coach of the year? I got I got some some people. At number one, it had to be Brian Dayball, though, right? The Giants the Giants were a dumpster fire before he got there, and now they're on the verge of making the playoffs. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Packers. Team they are not supposed to be. Team they are not more talented than at all. At number two, Nick Sirianni. I know we had a roster that's amazing, but guess what? Nobody expected him to be this good. I didn't see any team saying, oh, Eagles Super Bowl contenders, number one. I, I didn't see that. And now this team is 7-0. and Playing, they, I like the way they, I love the way they scheme at the game, game after game after game. I feel like they have a really, really, really game plan specific against, um, game plan specific schemes against every single team. Like, for example, against the Cowboys, to start the game off, I seen them doing a lot of um, RPO options against Michael Parsons to make him make a decision quickly, and they really were picking on, picking on him right there. And I feel like, and then you go to another game when they dominated the run game with Miles Sanders, or the game they just played against the Steelers where they threw the ball all over the place. A.J. Brown had three touchdowns. So I love the way they contained the game plan up. Now, number three, Kevin O'Connell over the Minnesota Vikings. Guys, Vikings have one loss to the Eagles. They've been winning a lot of games. Kirk Cousins has been playing pretty well. The run game has been really, really, really good. And I don't think the offensive line is anything special. So right now, Kevin O'Connell, I'm going to give you your credit, man. Good, good job. Now, that is for my preseason award picks. Now let's talk about some other things. The trade deadline just happened, and I'm, my thoughts right now. I'm going to give my thoughts. Now, the Broncos traded Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins for a first-round pick and then some? I mean, I was thinking maybe you get a second-round pick for Bradley Chubb. You got a first and then some? The, don't forget, the Broncos traded the first-round pick away to get Russell Wilson. So now you have a first-round pick. Hopefully continue to build this team around. You kept Jerry Judy for, since I'm recording, they haven't traded him yet. You kept Jerry Judy. I like that. I like that. And I, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I wouldn't mind they traded Jerry Judy. I wouldn't mind it. I like KJ Hamler. I like Colin Sutton. You have a tight end, um, Greg Dolchich, who's been really, really good. I love him coming out of UCLA. He really gave me Travis Kelsey vibes with the way he's so fluid and out of route, in and out of routes, finding the soft spots and zones. I really, really, really like Greg Dolchich. Now, so what's one other thing to happen? Um, the Bills. I was people were saying they might get Alvin Kamara, they might get Kareem Hunt, but no, they got Naheem Himes. Um, my question is, what does it mean for the Colts? Does the Colts now have Deion Jackson at their RB2? He's been pretty well in the, in the time given to be a starter, so I'm not mad at that. Now, for the Bills, is this really an upgrade over Devin Sanquitary? Is it really? Or do you want just another guy in the backfield? I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I really don't get it. As long as it's not, if he's not a game changer, why are you making a, a trade like this? That's something that, if I'm being honest, it really, really confuses me. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that signed Christian Kirk to a, a, to a, a contract that really, really surprised some people, made a trade to go get a Calvin Ridley who's been suspended for the entire year. For the entire year. 
Now, when he gets back next year, you have Christian Kirk, you have Zay Jones, you have Calvin Ridley, right? You have Evan Ingram, you have Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence getting another year under Doug Peterson's system. Hopefully, you continue to he continues to get better. He hasn't been he has he's been spotty this as times this season. He's been spotty. Let's be honest, he's been really really spotty, right? But he's had shown flashes of being really 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 good. Now, in my opinion, I wanted to see the Chiefs go after somebody big. I really did. I wanted to see you maybe go get an edge rusher, go get a corner, something. But they're, they're, com- they're comfortable with their team right now, and rightfully so. They have a really, really good team. But if you look at a team like the Bills going out and making moves, a team like the Eagles going out and making moves, a team like the 49ers going out and making moves, you have, I, I believe you have to continue and, and match that trend of making a move since you're a contender, right? Now let's talk about the 49ers. They traded for CMC, and we saw what he did. He was amazing. Passing, receiving, and running touchdown. He's been we, – we know what CMC is when healthy. The question is, can he stay healthy? It's a great question. We don't know. We do not know it. Now, where did where did this trade deadline put a lot of teams? Like the Ravens, for example. They just got Rokon Smith. Now, he's an off-the-ball linebacker, not as valuable as an on-the-ball linebacker, but he's still one of the best at his position. He's definitely better than Patrick Queen, right? And, yeah, you get, hopefully you get your secondary back healthy. You get Marcus Williams back healthy, right? You get Marcus Peters back to 100-100%. Hopefully you get Rashad Bateman back from receiving. Um, I heard he has a foot injury. You want to get him back for sure, right? And you also, you really, really, I thought should have added a receiver, like a Brandon Cooks who can go over the top, deep ball, or a DJ Moore who's just a dog. But you didn't do that. And Lamar Jackson, I'm going to see what he can do in the playoffs, right? Now, if you look at this division right now, the Bengals just lost to the Browns. The Browns are going to get Deshaun Washington back eventually. question is, how long would it take for him to ease in? We don't know. Bengals look lost against the Browns, if I'm being honest. They couldn't protect Joe Burrow at all. Um, the receivers weren't getting much separation. That's what I've seen. And man-to-man coverage, um, the Browns usually do a good job covering them. I know you didn't have um, Jamar Chase, but hey, still. Now, right now, if I'm ranking my top three teams in the NFC and the AFC, in the AFC, I'll probably have the Bills number one. They beat the Chiefs, like I said. You got to, hey, you beat, you beat them, you're number one in my eyes. And number two, get the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs would be number two. Mahomes, Island, they're one and two in, in my eyes. Um, I don't really care which order you put them. I'll put Mahomes one, Josh Island two, just because I see Mahomes beat Josh Island in the playoffs multiple times. Right? Now, if you look at number three, I'm going to Baltimore Ravens. I trust Lamar Jackson more than I do Justin Herbert, if I'm being honest. At least with the supporting cast they have. I can't trust Justin Herbert supporting cast right now. And Lamar Jackson at Lamar Jackson at Spriggs has been the best quarterback in the league. If you look at the first two weeks, he's been he was amazing. He was, like, damn near perfect. He was that good. He just was. He was that good. Now, Joe Burrow, we just, I just seen him Monday night, and it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all, right? So, you look at that, and those are my three teams right now. Bills 1, Chiefs 2, Ravens 3. Now, let's talk about NFC. Number one has to be the Eagles. They're 7-0. They're dominant. I mean, what am I even, like, debating this for? Offensively, the offensive line is top three. Receiving core is top three. The quarterback's play has been top three. Defensively, they get to the quarterback. They're sticky in coverage. They have good linebackers. Like I said, I had one of the coaches coach have. I had their coach as a coach of the year candidate. He was my pick preseason. So, I mean, what else do I have to say? And number two, 
it's between the Cowboys and the 49ers right now, but because I trust Dak Prescott more than I trust Jimmy G, I'm going to go the Cowboys number two. I trust Dak more than Jimmy G. That's simply, simply what it comes down to. Two great defenses, two solid. I mean, one one game is solid. The other is great in San Francisco. I like the passing game more in Dallas than I do in San Francisco. And I do like the coaching more in San Francisco. But like I said, the most important position in sports, in my opinion, is the quarterback. So if your quarterback is worse than another one, obviously I'm going to have your team worse than another team as a good quarterback and a pretty, pretty even team. <sighs> Thank you, guys. I know this wasn't the longest podcast episode, but it's my first one. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you stayed to the end. Really do. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, have a good night. Peace out.